Okay, I'm up again. Here we go. Oh, I can hear myself in my ear now. Here we go. That's better. Sorry for the dead air, Duke City, but your boy is here with you now. Thanks for hanging in with us. Uh, things don't always work perfectly in the back room, do they, Mikey? On the other side of the glass with me on the ones and twos, the super producer Mike Vital, who can juggle too. Juggling some problems back there in the studio, but here we go, making some radio magic today. On it's good two to men. have you back. Well, thanks, buddy. Making some radio magic today on Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's a Fredless Wednesday. We have Fred back on Friday with us. But when Fred's gone, we bring in the big guns. Monday, as we always do, Mondays and Fridays, Robert Buck D. Gibson joined us. Today, star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sports Caster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega joins us for 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. I think we're having audio difficulties on the internet stream as well, so we're having a fun start here. We'll get it all figured out, and we'll be here with you, Albuquerque. I think the radio's working right now, so 505-246-0610. If I sound beautiful right now, let me know. I feel beautiful. How do you like all this rain? I do love the rain, my friend. Feels good, cooling off the house. I don't have to turn the air conditioner on high, which I told you on Monday I just turned on my air conditioner. <laughs> That's so, nuts. You've gone, what, a couple of months without it, with all the dry heat. You've been able to survive that in your home? Well, honestly, I like it. I like it running a little hot in my house. Uh, but I do, it for, well, I do it for other people, really. If I got my kiddo at the house or my parents come into town or, you know, I got friends coming over, I don't want them to be in my, like, diet sauna, like, s- sweating buckets while I'm just sitting there cool as a cucumber thinking everything's normal. So it's for you. I'm a caring, considerate friend, and I uh, turned on my air conditioner for you, friends and family. So there you go. Got a great show today. Like I said, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega joins us starting next segment all the way up until 6 o'clock. And you got me and Mikey V talking sports in the 6 o'clock hour. I want to send a special shout out to Amory Castillo for covering yesterday. Uh, she came in in the clutch. I needed someone to cover at the last minute for for reasons I'm about to get into, but I really appreciate Amory stepping up yesterday, and I really appreciate Vital you know, being the, a strong number two yesterday, and spoken word communications director Jared Hart coming in and helping out as well. As uh, yesterday, I lost my pet of 16 and a half years. I had to put down my dog. I had a a beagle that I picked out when he was six days old and brought him home when he was six weeks old. That's correct. He lived lived to be 16 and a half. Took him home when I was six weeks old, and he was my companion for 16 and a half years. And before I turn into a mushy mess here, I just want to tell you out there, Albuquerque, I want to tell you out there, Duke City, Loyal listeners, friends of the show that uh, do not take your pets for granted. Do not take your time with them for granted. Spoil them every day because those moments are special and they will not be around 
forever. Unless some tragedy or misfortune strikes you, you're going to outlive your pets and companions by quite some time and make sure that your time with them is special. And uh, now I think I will get off my soapbox and let that go before I start crying buckets on air. I don't believe my morning is good radio. So now on to the sports and sports-adjacent content. Going to have some fun today. Uh, yeah, before I, before I move on, I want to send a special shout-out to Gonzalez Mobile Vet. Um, they did an amazing job yesterday. My dog got to to go into the next part of his existence, whatever that may be, in the comfort of his own home, sitting on his back porch calmly and peacefully. He um, didn't know what was going on, but I was there to, you know, help ease him into the next stage of his existence. And uh, my daughter was there as well, and it was a it was a very beautiful moment. And I was very thankful for everything that he's done for me and my friends and my family uh, over his life. So shout out to my road dog, my A number one, little guy, LG, Fwiddle Fwiddles, DJ Fat Oprah, LG Derbitz Nunley. Rest in peace, little guy. You will be missed. Got a lot of great sports today. NBA draft coming up. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. That is right. We're going to give you our thoughts on the NBA draft. Uh, Katie Ledecky uh, is just the bee's pajamas. She is the she's the Usain Bolt of. Okay, more technical difficulties. Mike, you want to bring us to commercial before we start doing this? Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Mikey V, fixing our issues, I hope, with a little tech diffs last segment. Hope everything sounds great right now. It sounds good now. It sounds good now? Yes. It sounds good in my ear. But then again, it might not sound that great. I just like the sound of my voice. Ergo some. That's why I do this for a living. Welcome back to the program again one more time. Sorry for the tech diffs. We are back. And boy, am I glad... To have Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own, Brandon Ortega, sitting right across from me. Welcome back to the program, buddy. Radio is so fun. Isn't it fun? <laughs> Even like the tef- get tech diffs last yeah. segment are like, all right, we'll fix it, let's roll. There's nothing you can do when Commercial. the microphones don't want to work. You got to just, you're live. You got to keep going, dude. Yeah. You know? And you were doing it. So I was doing it. You're the man. A lot in the sports world today, and also for you, you went to the press conference for the basketball tournament. A little J.R. Giddens action, a little Kenny Thomas action. What are the what's the highlights from that? Yeah, there's a lot of excitement for this coming up. So July 18th, the Enchantment take on the Panamaniacs, which is the alumni of the Lobos facing the alumni of New Mexico State basketball. And, I mean, on top of that, this is the first time the basketball tournament, which has only been around less than 10 years, it's coming to Albuquerque for a regional for the first time ever. And I could think back to last year watching the Enchantment play uh, somewhere out in the Midwest and social media being flooded, people saying, man, I wish there was a regional here. The pit could get rocking if a regional came here. And sure enough, the basketball tournament administrators 
took notice and collaborated with people at UNM, and here it is. So it's a few weeks away, and so I'll have a report about that uh, tonight at, 10, at 6 o'clock on KOB. And, um, yeah, I heard, heard from Kenny Thomas and J.R. Giddens, two Lobo legends that both made it to the NBA. Right. And uh, are, uh, are still in this community, you know, in the basketball community in some fashion. J.R. Giddens is now the women's basketball coach in northern New Mexico, right. doing his thing, getting things going. Kenny Thomas is, is all over the place, including working for the Sacramento Kings as an analyst. So, um, yeah, that's the exciting news uh, locally today. And we'll have a report about that on KLB tonight. So, so this is a pretty loaded team. Like, I don't know how far back you have to go to get these amazing players, but J.R. Giddens, Ramon Martinez, Darius Gary, Philip McDonald, Darrington Hobson, Jamal Fenton, Drew Gordon, Cleveland Thomas, Joe Fersinger, Elijah Brown, Anthony Mathis, and Scott Bamforth. He's the only one that didn't play with the Lobos, uh, Bamforth. And uh, Giddens, in, in particular, talked about him, is excited about uh, the, the scoring ability he brings to the roster. But, yeah, everyone else, former Lobos, and uh, I think New Mexicans take a lot of pride in the history of men's basketball. And this is a great collection of talent. Uh, the furthest back you go is J.R. Giddens. He's the oldest guy on the team. And he showed last year, I think at 35 last year, uh, he could still get buckets almost at command. And I think uh, he's going to be looking to do the same this year, um, a year older. Um, I want to say he's the oldest player in the regional. And he takes great pride in the, the great shape he's still in and uh, the high level of basketball he can still play. And then you think, uh, as recently as Anthony Mathis, that's the only player on the team that I personally have covered here at, at New Mexico in, in Albuquerque because I've only been here since the before the 2019 season started, the 2018 season that just ended. That was Paul Weir's first year when I just got to Albuquerque. So I'm enjoying learning about the history of this team and, and, and what great uh, history lessons I'll be getting in the next few weeks meeting these guys and, and uh, learning more about their stories, what's going on in their lives now. So last tournament it was all Lobos, but now we got one single solitary non-Lobo, Scott Bamforth from Weber State. What, what's his connection to the team? Like, How did they swoop him up? I wish I knew, but, J yeah. but Jr. seems pretty connected to him. He was excited to have him on the team, and, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, I'm going to get to see these guys the week of uh, the regional tipping off, and get to go to their practices and 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 share everyone's stories, what everyone's up to now. Because I mean, some of these guys are still affiliated with basketball, but not playing, like Jr. Giddens, who is a head coach now right. at the college basketball level. So, I think Lobo fans are going to enjoy the coverage of all the TV stations and radio stations and all the media and there's going to I think there's going to be a lot of hype and build up to that, especially that first game I mean Lobos versus Aggies in the first round it doesn't get any better that than is that so in the state cool. of New Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. Uh the Panamania, I mean this is their first tournament. They weren't part of it last time, correct? No, not last year. They weren't a part of it last year, and I don't know if they've had a team in years past because this has only been around for less than 10 years. So, yeah, this is an exciting uh, entrance for them into this regional, especially with it being in Albuquerque, especially with them, especially with the Aggies playing the Lobos in the first round. It just made all the sense in the world for those two to be paired up together. They're the four and five seed, so potentially whoever moves on could potentially see the one seed, who's a team who's made up of a lot of players that were on the runner-up squad 
from the basketball tournament last year. And for those that aren't familiar with this tournament, it's a winner-take-all million-dollar purse right. for the team that wins. Winner-take-all. If you get second, you get nothing. If you get first, you get it all. And uh, I th- I've watched this from afar on ESPN and the, their family of networks for years, and this is going to be my first experience watching games in person. And it's so cool that it's in Albuquerque. We don't even have to go anywhere to go watch it. Yeah, I love the tournament. I love the competitive nature of it because there's no like, okay, if you get eighth place, you get $32,000. If you get third place, you get X. It's a million bucks, winner take all. So you know everyone's going to bring their A game and play as hard as possible. Right. And there are some straight ballers on this team. Like Just because they're not in the NBA anymore, just because they're not playing in Europe or Asia anymore, doesn't mean there's not amazing talent to pluck from to form these teams to play in the tournament. Like we've got Los Angeles street balling team, the LA cheaters, uh, team challenge ALS coached by Darren Collison. Yeah. Former UCLA Bruin. Yeah. Right. An NBA veteran. They got NBA players on that team. There's uh, pretty, there's basically team. NBA players, NBA vets or, or guys that have at least been to like a summer league and had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Every team's got NBA guys. So there's, there's NBA level talent across the board, including in the in the New Mexico Regional. And something worth noting for the basketball tournament, this particular event, every game ends in a very obscure way. For sure. anyone that's never seen it, it's not just like you have a clock that goes the third and fourth quarter. At a certain point, they go, they go halves, I believe. In the second half, at a certain point, they take whatever the score is, and then they give a number, okay, first team to this number, will win the game. I want to say it's like a 10-point difference from whoever's up. And you get a lot of cases, like New Mexico's team last year was up double digits going into that phase, right? and the other team rallied back. And there's a lot of cases where you see the team that is down. It doesn't matter if they're down by 4 or if they're down by 20. A lot of teams end up rallying back over the years because of them. It's, it's all about momentum in this game. Whoever has the momentum going into that last phase of the game usually comes back and wins it. So that's a whole other exciting factor. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what that is like live to fill the angst and the, the tension of the crowd. And, and uh, yeah, just to see these two uh, New Mexico teams, your UNM and New Mexico State alumni, uh, facing off on national TV right here in Albuquerque. I don't, I don't care what their actual seedings are in the group. You play them no matter what. Whether they're four, five, or three, six, or you one, eight. You can't take any team lightly. You at all have to match these two teams together. That's such a brilliant pairing. Uh, also in the group, we got Colorado State's team, Ram Up, uh, Boise State's team, Once a Bronco, and then this one I find hilarious: uh, a TBT team based in Houston that just bought their way in. Like they didn't win a tournament to get in. They're just like. Yeah, we're going to buy into this thing and win it. So watch out for the eight seed. Competitive choice, Competitive right? choice is what they're called. Yeah, the eight seed. So who knows how good they are? And that's the thing. Who knows how good any of these teams are? You have teams right. with some pedigree, like the Heartfire team is made up of a lot of players that were on Team 23 who last year got runner-up in the entire tournament. There is eight regions, I want to say. I believe you're correct. Eight regions with eight teams. That's a whole bunch of teams. So it's all going to come down to the final team getting that million-dollar prize. And New Mexico and New Mexico State have a, have a chance to make it to the second round because they're going to face each other. So one of them is going to go to the second round. Right. 
Yeah, this is exciting stuff, man. I can't wait till it happens. And it's here right at the pit. So get ready. Yeah, We're going to have uh, a blast. July 18th. July there's, there's, 18th. There's four games, and Lobos and Aggies will play in the final game of that night, which is scheduled to be at 8 p.m., but with it being the last game, it could easily go later than start later than that. So that'll be a that'll be fun night. It's a Monday night. I want to say, yeah, Monday. Yeah. So that'll be a fun Monday night on the desk for me, keeping track of that game, going to the pit, watching some, then going back to KOB's studios, and yeah, breaking down some highlights of whatever's going on. So is that like an NIT type tournament? If they keep winning in in Albuquerque, then they move on to go somewhere else right. to play. Exactly. So the winner okay. of the Albuquerque Regional will face. I want to say the winner of the Syracuse Regional in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So right. How many teams in general? Well, I think it's eight by eight. Eight times eight. So 64? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, just like, it's almost as much as the, wow. as the NCAA tournament. The oh, NCAA tournament for years that. was 64, and now it's been 68 wow. for quite some time. It's a so. neat little tournament. It's grown over, I mean, it was only like 32, I want to say, if not less, their first year less than 10 years ago. And here it is, 64 teams you know, in, in, in a huge field. Mikey, your New Mexico State Aggies and the Panamaniacs are fielding a full team of New Mexico State alumni in front of your favorite player, Wendell McKines, Jamar Young, McKinnis. Johnny McCants. Yeah, Las Cruces oh, yeah, native right there. A lot, of, did a lot of talent down there. That's going to be good when they go at it. Justin Hawkins, who played with them not that long ago. Oh, that's right. Braxton Huggins, I believe, is on the roster. Yes. He was just an Aggie just a few years ago. Yep. Wow. Can't wait to them and the, and the Enchantment team or the Lobo. We all got to go down and watch it. It's going to be a blast. Oh man, that'll be great. From the texture, why in the expletive did they match up the two New Mexico schools in the first round? They killed the gate. They should have had them on opposite sides of the bracket. Well, see, and that's being a bit presumptuous that they could both go far. If you right. made them one and eight and wanted them to face each other in the regional final. This is a really stacked field. Sure. This is a tough field. So I think fans should be very thankful that we even get to see this matchup because there's no guarantee either of them could go on to the next round. It's a, it's a very tough field. It, every game is going to be close. So, yeah, would it have been nice to see them play in the million-dollar game and not even be in the same regions and see them play in the, the championship of the basketball tournament? Sure. But it, it's a geographically set region. Right, all the re- you know they to try to make the travel limited. Right, and there's two teams from New Mexico in this regional. You got teams from Colorado, Idaho, California, making their way all the way to New Mexico. So it's a it's a regional thing. So to have them in the same region is great enough. I I, I think it made all the sense in the world to make them go against each other to go start with a bang in round one to try to get a huge crowd for the for the very very first night. Got another great question for the texture that I'm going to propose to you during the break. But when we come back from the break, I think Katie Ledecky is the most dominant athlete in all of sports. And I'll tell you why when you get back. More Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Whose song is this? This is The Roots featuring the R- Cody Chestnut. Sounds like Questlove, too. Yeah. Like Quest oh, you Love know. Snare. That, yeah, that Questlove bounce called, and The snare. song is called The Seed. The Seed. They're amazing. I love The Roots. 
Oh my god, you seen them live? Nope. Oh my god, they're so good. Man, they're on the list. Any any hip hop with a full band is night and day better than an MC and a DJ. Mm-hmm. It's just night and day better mm-hmm. for live. Mm-hmm. You're just I, listening to it. It don't matter. Every hip hop, except for Big Boy, every hip hop artist I've seen live had a band. Eminem. Oh really? Band, and it was oh the band was so good, so good. Um, it's hard to play man. bass when your palms are so sweaty. Get me all pumped up, man. We're playing good music, Mike. <laughs> that is a good group, though, the Roots. Speaking of Roots, John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy will help you grow Roots here in Albuquerque. If you need any real estate, whether it's buying a home, selling a home, learning about the market, or getting into the business, John Lopez Real Estate Colwell Banker Legacy is your place to go. Reach out to them. They are on every social media platform, the internet. Just Google John Lopez Real Estate. Ask your ask your uh, homing pigeon. It'll bring you right to it. It'll bring you a newspaper article. That he's everywhere. Can't miss it. He is the dude. All right, Katie Ledecky, bro. It's time to talk the best athlete on the planet. Can we give a quick shout out to Freddie Trujillo? Oh, right on! For, yeah, 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 yeah. For filling me in, I'm new to town still. Four years working here. Sure. Uh, he let us know that Scott Bamforth. I'm sure a lot of people know, but you and I were educated about him. Del Norte High School uh, graduate. Now going to play with this, the Enchantment team, the Lobo alumni. It's about to play at the the basketball tournament. So folks are very excited to see another local player, not only a former Lobo, but a, an Albuquerque native, a Del Norte High School graduate, play with uh, this basketball team the Lobos have coming up. July 18th at the pit is the first day of the New Mexico Regional of the basketball tournament, million-dollar winner-take-all tournament. So want to make sure we give a good shout-out to Freddie. Yeah, thanks a lot, friend of the show, Freddie. Uh, I mean, he just softballed a story in there for you, right? Like that's gonna. Oh, that's what's great. Like every player on the team has a story, so we're gonna try to tell as many of them as we can before July 18th to keep reminding everyone about the tournament coming up. It's gonna be very exciting. Okay, back to the task at hand. I think Katie Ledecky is better than your favorite athlete. She is more dominant. She is more heralded. She is more meddled than just about any athlete on the planet right now. This is the way I gauge a dominant athlete. And I'm going to use the example of Michael Jordan. And I say this all the time. When we talk Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, my meter isn't their talent on the court, which I think they're interchangeable. My meter is Michael Jordan was insanely better than the second-best basketball player on the planet at that time. LeBron James is not an insane amount better than Kevin Durant or Giannis. You're saying right now, at least. Sure. Katie Ledecky is better than the second-best swimmer by laps. Still at this this time. Four years later, she's been dominating. She's been dominating this sport for years undefeated at the olympics she just won the world championship let me tell you this right here she won (laughs) the what is this the 400 or the 800 i get them mixed up right now uh sorry 1500 the 1500 meter 
She won it by 14 seconds. So long. In swimming and in track, like, seconds are the distance of seconds, right? Correct. are huge and 14 seconds think about it that's like half a lap 1001 1002 it's like a lap almost 14 or sorry seconds. sorry um what do they call it when they go back and forth yeah it's a lap it's a lap half of that is what 14 seconds and let me tell you how Damn. dominant she's been she won by 14 seconds it was eight seconds off her best man Think about that. She now has 21 career 20, world 20, swimming championships. 22 seconds. By herself. She's, she's 22 seconds better than the second best swimmer no, on I'm the planet. She has 21 career world swimming championship Correct. medals. Yeah, yeah. Individually. So you take those 14 seconds that she won by. That's the most now for any uh, swimmer, for women, women swimmer. Un- undefeated world. at the Olympics. <laughs> Michael Phelps has 33. Ryan Lochte has 27. I think those are the only two swimmers, period, that have more than her. Correct. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. To be talked about with the two best swimmers in the history of the sport, Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte, and then Katie Ledecky. Right. Yeah. And and, and how dominant Katie Ledecky is, is, as, is more dominant than Michael Phelps was, if that makes sense. Okay. Michael Phelps was winning all of these races. But not at the dominance that Katie oh, Ledecky. Yeah, yeah, not as, uh, not by as much. See, it's my Jordan Got versus you. LeBron okay. argument. Yeah, that makes. That's so much why sense. I think Katie is the best athlete alive right now. Now, why compared to her peers? How now, much better she is than her peers? Michael Phelps was all over a million commercials in his prime. He, the, there was a lot of marketing about him. Yeah. Ha- have we seen nearly as much marketing about Katie Ledecky? I don't. Think so? Not not even close, right? See this this your question right there, and this is the kind of investigative journalist you are, <laughs> KOB TV's Brandon Ortega. I was going to segue this conversation into the name, image, likeness conversation is helping young female athletes at a rate that is more than men, right? Well, and you, to answer you, your previous question, right. Michael Phelps, he was a face, he was a man. They get men get more attention. Men are more heralded. Men are, you know, better athletes. They're more dominant athletes. You can't have a, a woman just step in into a men's sport and dominate like a man. You understand. But within the women's sport, no one's dominated like Kate Ledecky has before. And I don't think she gets any credit at all for being the best athlete or one of the best athletes of this current generation. Right, and you think about, I'm so glad you brought up NIL, name, image, likeness, which is now a thing in collegiate athletics where athletes, student-athletes can make money off of their name, image, and likeness, whether it be through local businesses or national endorsement deals and, and what have you. That's maybe a small piece of the pie that Katie Ledecky could have been earning right? Um, when she was, what, in high school and college age because she was already winning i think by the time she was a senior in high school or something like she was really young when she bursted on the scene onto the scene so she could have been raking in the bucks and also getting amazing exposure um that is now allowed and and you know and and yeah just the the financial gain and and then the the uh recognition 
that she deserved from an early age and, and still does now. Man, it's crazy to think what is ahead now for the younger generation coming up, these next best athletes in the world from the United States and from around the world. Because there's always been different rules in the United States than every other country. Yeah. Because, like, you think about, like, I'm shifting over to another sport now. Guys like Messi in soccer. Right. He basically went pro when he was, like, 14 or something? Sure. Maybe I'm, I'm probably getting the exact age wrong. Actually, but he was 12. He was 12 when he went okay. pro, but, like, at, by the time he was, like, 14 or 15, he was already, like, playing a bunch. And, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, right. the whole infrastructure of professional sports and amateurism is so different in, 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 in across the world. And hopefully NIL is helping us take a step closer to for things to just make more sense for student-athletes in high school and in college because it's been decades and decades and decades that athletes have gotten in trouble for receiving money even though they deserved it at young ages. It just wasn't allowed back then. And uh, I'm excited to see... I don't know if we're ever going to see a Katie Ledecky in swimming or in any other sport this dominant, but um, not enough people know who about her, and a lot more people should. And we also should mention her mom swam at UNM back yeah. in the day. I learned that yesterday from uh, the great Rick Wright of the Albuquerque Journal. All right. So how about that Albuquerque connection to the great Katie Ledecky? Let me let me put into perspective. I love Albuquerque roots. Give me all that you got, and that's not why I brought it up either. Because her mom swam at UNM. I promise it's not. Of the top fastest times of all time for female swimming, Katie Ledecky owns the top thirteen. You got to go to, you got to go to. That's insane. You got to go to fourteenth place that's to get a, someone else. That's a grueling and demanding sport. On yeah. top of it, that's like she's in Usain Bolt levels of dominance. To put it in a perspective, of the 50 fastest times ever ran, 15 of them are Usain Bolt. The other 35 were caught doping. Wow. That's how dominant Usain Bolt is. And Katie Ledecky is just as dominant, if not more right. dominant. Wow. Right. So, long story short, <laughs> she's one of the best athletes of all time. Put some respect on that girl's name, is what I'm saying. Long story long. <laughs> When we get back, women and name image likeness. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. It's a Fredless Wednesday. Fred's out on assignment. Fred will be back Friday. So all those hardcore Fred fans, you and your secret Facebook groups, can rejoice <laughs> Fred is back on Friday. Lucky for me, I got back-to-back-to-back the Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, sitting across from me. Welcome back to the program, my dude. We were talking Katie Ledecky and Dominance last segment. Now we're going to talk about something I find that's really important is name image likeness. And, you know, we, we talked about this subject ad nauseum on this program. We're very passionate about name, image, likeness. We think, my opinion, and I can't speak for Fred when he's not here, but I do believe it is our opinion, so I will speak for him when he's not here, that 
college athletes are exploited. They're exploited and they're used by the universities to make more money for the university. I don't think that's a very controversial topic. It's a sliding scale, obviously. There's a big gray area in any hot-button topic like this. But athletes are being exploited. But now with name, image, likeness, you can make deals for yourself, get your own worth. There's already companies and agencies that are representing these college athletes to make sure that they're getting the top dollar they can for their name, image, and likeness. But I want to talk about name, image, likeness as it connects to women's sports, women's college athletics. And I think name, image, likeness, and women's sports will open the door in a way that Title IX did. And as we know, Title IX forced universities to put more emphasis on women's college athletics and had them divert funds from other programs to ensure that women had the same opportunity as men. So that's been While, around for 50 years now. 50 years now, correct. Which is crazy, yeah. But name, image, likeness for women's sports, I think it's going to bring more attention in a, a more natural, organic way than Title IX did by bringing more attention to specific athletes on each team. Yeah, and they can also bank off of what we now are living in in the social media world where so many student-athletes have their TikTok accounts and their YouTube accounts yep. and all these other social media pages where there are infrastructures to an extent that they can make money off of. And, I mean, it was only a few years ago where athletes in the NCAA were suspended, even expelled from schools from, from having YouTube accounts and, and receiving money because it, it wasn't allowed. Make, making money off of your likeness was not allowed. Now it is, thankfully, finally, so overdue. By decades. So, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, there's several avenues people can go through, whether it be a local business endorsing them or, I mean, the social media world has so many avenues just on its own, just that one. And it's something student athletes can do from literally their living room at home, making funny videos and influencing influential videos. And, yeah, there's a lot of genres to it. So it's a... It's just getting started. We're not even a year into it, and we're not even close to scratching the surface. And I'm going to tell you why this is going to highlight women's athletics in a counterintuitive way that you might not have thought of just now. Friend of the show, loyal listener, I don't care how old you are, whether you're 10 or 12 years old, listen to this program, or you're 110 or 112 years old. Your whole life, hot chicks have sold you stuff. Whether you're from the Instagram age or like me in the 80s who women in bikinis tried to sell me soda pop for when as, I was a kid. For as long as newspapers, magazines, televisions have existed, you're right. beautiful women have been selling us stuff. Beautiful women move the meter in advertising, in advertising dollars, sponsorships, promotions, everything. So if you are a good athlete and you are a good-looking woman congratulations, you're going to absolutely kill it in the name, image, likeness game. Yeah. You could be one or one or the other, if not both. Yeah. And then, like and, you and said, and, and like you said, you genius, you, Brandon Ortega, in social media, if you have the looks, 
and the smarts and the athletic prowess I mean, so and much, your social media game is strong. I mean, so much of it is smarts, though. Correct. In, in, in social media. And then there's an element of luck, too. Oh, of course. Because you can go viral off something you have. You had no clue could go viral. Exactly that. So there's there's a lot of dynamics. So if your social media game is strong and you are good looking and you are a successful athlete, you will have more and more followers, you have more and more fans, and you're going to get paid more and more by these companies by name and image likeness. And in turn, it's going to highlight whatever program you play for, whether it's basketball or swimming or lacrosse or softball or whatever. You're going to have more fans. You're going to have more butts in the seats. Your program's going to make more money. All because of this. Have you heard of Twitch? Uh, yeah, I got one every once in a while. <laughs> uh, this is another avenue that I find fascinating. Yeah. People get paid to play video games. Like, people tune in to watch people play video games, and just and they get paid. Yeah, yeah people crazy. Get, well, and, and Twitch is not just for that. Like, you can tune in and watch someone play the guitar, or you can right. tune in and watch someone just talk. Um, yeah, that's an avenue student athletes are using. There's a lot of gamers. Oh in, yeah, in, hey, in, in the student athlete realm, you you beat yeah. me to it, yeah. hot gamer chick. Welcome to the name, image, likeness world, esports. Esports, you're gonna kill it too. You're gonna Last kill time it. I came on the show. Uh, the esports state championship had just happened for right. high schools in New Mexico, and man, we can we can go off the rails talking about that. But man, there's a whole. A uh, bunch of universes out there. And there's the coaches interwebs. that are very insecure. A college basketball coach, K, he got out because he said he couldn't deal with how college basketball is going with the NIL. And also Nick Saban. That's kind of interesting. Well, well, yeah. Cry me a river. There, yeah. It's just evening the playing to, field. To be fair. And to be fair. They've been doing it a long time. Sure. And now everybody gets to do everyone's, it. Everyone's, the, yeah, the, everyone has an end. Yeah. And it was time for him to go because he was... He was done with the, with the long run he had, and uh, but for every Coach K there is that is retiring now, there are so many young coaches that get it, that understand the world we live in, and I'm excited for those coaches to guide student athletes to handle these things the right way, to have savings accounts for all the money they're earning at such young yes. ages. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. One hour in the books. Thanks for KOB TV's Brandon Ortega joining me today. More Brandon in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to hit the NBA draft when we get back. 505-246-0610. We want to hear your hot takes on the draft. Whether it's a call or a text, hit us up. Your voice is welcome here on Two Men On. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. You gotta tell me who this is. I'm gonna let that bleed. We only start the top of the hour with Run the Jewels. So this, my friend, is Run the Jewels. And uh, sometimes Nelly. Sometimes we start the hour off with Nelly when Vital wants to make me mad. 
But we don't play Nelly when Fred's not here. Fred's not here. <laughs> Did I do that good? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Well done. Been wanting to do it the whole time. <laughs> if it's quitting time, congratulations, friend of the show. You made it through hump day. Oh, I've never been on at five. Have I been on on your show at five o'clock? Is this cool? You get like, yeah, this is literally the driving home time. Yeah. This is cool. People are driving home planning on how and when they're going to watch Brandon Ortega on KOB TV. Still got time. Going to be on at six o'clock tonight. Like, oh my gosh, do I need to order a pizza? <laughs> do I get some Arby's on the way home? That's a, that's a good point. I eat late at night. I'm a late night eater. always yeah. have been. Mm. And I'm always sitting down in a meeting when uh, Brandon's on the air. Oh, that's See? awesome, dude. And, I don't, and I don't get acid indigestion you at all. You usually eating these brownies that I just ate? Do you like them? Dude, I, it's gone. <laughs> I demolished it. I've got, an, I've got oh another my one. Gosh. My girlfriend makes them, so. Oh, my gosh. Bless her heart. She grew up in a bakery in New Jersey, and she can bake. Oh, my gosh. Sure can. If you're just joining us, friend of the show, that voice you're hearing is one of KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, special guest host today. Just a wealth of talent and experience and community service that we in Albuquerque, you, we just probably don't deserve. Like we're just so lucky to have you, buddy. Thanks for coming to our city and making it home. Hey, Brandon, uh, before you guys jump into it, were you surprised at what the Warriors did this this postseason? No, not at all. Um, I mean, yeah, they got off to a great start, what, 18-2 and two to start the year. But I've never forgotten how good Clay Thompson is. I've never forgotten how good Steph Curry is. I feel like people forgot the last two years because neither of them – we're all that healthy the last two years. I mean, Clay Thompson missed over two seasons right. because of a torn ACL and then a torn Achilles. I wasn't all that surprised. It was really cool to see Andrew Wiggins step up. Didn't necessarily expect it from him because we hadn't seen him on that stage before. He was always on the Timberwolves, and they are not good. So you <laughs> never got to see him all that much in the playoffs. So. Curry, one of the best ever. Oh, man. He is the best shooter ever. Easily. Best shooter ever. So we could we could pause the NBA, NBA draft a little bit because I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, on Monday, Robert and I got posed a really good question: Is Steph Curry even with or overtaking LeBron, LeBron James? Okay, overtaking him how? So here's how I broke it down: Steph Curry should have started in Space Jam. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's an excellent point. The way, the way I broke it down is not player, because if you think Steph Curry's a better player than LeBron James, you obviously have a LeBron James bias, because he's not in any way, shape, or form. He's a better shooter than LeBron. Yeah, sure. Better shooter. That is it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only part of his game that's better. But here's, here's a distinction that I think is interesting. Steph Curry's NBA legacy has it caught up and or surpassed LeBron James. Because I'm of the opinion that they are now neck and neck in NBA legacy. Interesting. That Yeah, you pose it that way. Yeah. It's very interesting because they've had two completely different paths. Sure. Curry's been on one team the whole time. Right. And after they, after his first few years, and they got Bob Myers as their general manager and have their current ownership group, and had Mark Jackson as their head coach, they were really taking big steps towards being 
a championship contender, and then and then Steve Kerr comes in, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, make this three headed monster with Curry, this great core, and then they build around them so well. They've been building around those three brilliantly, all four of those championships. Correct. Two of them, for a lot of people, are diluted because Kevin Durant was there. Right. But there was still there was still a great roster. Right. Uh, Besides those four, see that's um, my a, point. a lot of complimentary players that that took their roles very well. And this last time, the fourth for the Warriors, they did it through the draft. They acquired Andrew Wiggins, and they did the rest through the draft. Their role players, their bench players, Jordan Poole, were drafted while Clay Thompson was out, while right. Steph was hurt, while they were the worst team in the league, right. while they were non-competitive. Organization did a great job with that. Well, Jordan Poole's the draft pick that really developed. They still haven't. Developed Kaminga, coming, yeah, and James Wiseman. Yeah, they're coming though. Yeah, they're still role players. They still did a good job on the team. So you talk about the Kevin Durant years. I would cancel those out with LeBron's Miami years mm. because LeBron formed a super team that should have won every year. The Warriors formed a super team that should have won every year. So to me, LeBron and Steph both have two championships on their own. Two championships on a super team, couple MVPs. LeBron has more, so I think LeBron and Steph's NBA legacy is neck and neck. And now, whoever wins more throughout the rest of their career mm. is going to be considered not the best player, but the greater player. And the greater legacy is right. what you're saying. Sure. That's really it's interesting the way you phrase it that way because if you're looking at Moving forward, who has a greater chance to keep adding to it? It's Steph Curry by mile. Sure. By miles. Yeah. Because LeBron James still has Anthony Davis, who we'll see if he can stay healthy right. the rest of his career. But besides Anthony Davis, they they don't have any structure figured out. Uh, Russell Westbrook could be traded any minute now. Um, Steph Curry, on the other hand, has Klay Thompson, who's not going anywhere. Right. Draymond Green, who's not going right. anywhere. Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole, cool. the list goes on. Yeah. The roster is is really solid right now, and they've got young players in the wings, like you mentioned with Wiseman and Kaminga. Yeah, Curry's got much brighter outlook moving forward to add multi. I don't think just one, multiple championships. I, I agree completely. I think as long as that core stays healthy and they keep developing the young players, they're going to be the favorite out of the West every year, especially, and this is a underrated element of this their guys aren't just raking in the bucks they can spend more money and they are in it tech heaven you know how much you got to pay for season tickets to the warriors you know how playoff tickets cost for the warriors there's so much money in that community and so much love for that team that they can spend their whole salary cap. They can yeah. spend over their salary cap every year and, a, and keep acquiring little pieces. Right, and a lot of people don't realize uh, if you're not from California or the Bay Area, they went from Oakland to San Francisco right. in recent years. Correct. And like you said, uh, the demographic you're moving to and, and building a new arena yep. out there in San Francisco, it's a whole different ball game being there now as opposed to when they were in Oakland and they were in an old arena. Uh with with a with a pretty diehard fan base, but that fan base just didn't have a great team to root for for a long time until Curry and, and the gang rolled up, and uh, it just went on this run that they've been on. And four championships in eight years, I don't know if that qualifies as a dynasty. I think it is. Because I compare it to the Spurs, who won, what, five in how many years? 
A decade? It was like no, longer. Long, like way 13, longer. 14, 15. Yeah. I don't know if I would qualify that as a dynasty either, but I would say that's still an amazing run that a, that a franchise had with the same core of players because this, this is the same core we still have in these eight years with Curry, Thompson, and Draymond. As long as those three are there, it's the same core that are going on this run. So it's as close to a dynasty as we've had in the NBA since Shaq and Kobe. Sure. Because they won three in a row. Who's three. won three in a row since then? No one. So. so I don't think you have to win a bunch in a row to be a dynasty. Four out of eight, that's a championship every other year. That's a dynasty to right. me. Right. Like the Spurs being competitive for 15 years, being in the playoffs every year, they they won a championship every three years. That's a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be unbeatable for five years to be a dynasty. I think being highly competitive for X amount of time makes you a dynasty. Uh, you know what? That's a good point. I guess it would it would qualify for a dynasty now that I think about it. It's just a different level of dynasty. I'm sorry. I was being rational and reasonable for, for a second. That's a bad radio. How dare you? Golden State sucks. They got lucky. The Boston Celtics, they were playing with two broken ankles. <laughs> there you go. There's your hot take. So, yeah, I, okay, so as far as the, the legacy argument goes, Steph's in a position to have a better legacy over a career, a basketball career. Cause he's okay, in, now as far as winning championships is what we're saying, though. Yeah, right? championships, impact on the game, everything. Because yeah. the, the is Steph better than LeBron argument? No. Shut up. Shelve it. Don't even bring that up. It's not even close. You don't have a leg to stand on at all. This is this is yeah, but the way you're phrasing this, yes, I love this Leg- debate. Legacy? I love this. I love the thought of like this. Greatest, like you could say greatest. Like if I'm drafting quarterbacks, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. If I want a career, if I want a legacy, you choose Tom Brady, and there's no second place because Tom Brady's first, second, and third place. I think if Steph racks up a few more championships. He's going to be the Tom Brady of basketball. Yeah, and, and he'll have one of the best legacies of all time Correct. in the NBA. I think you're very right on that. When we get back, we're going to do some NBA draft talk. We will get to it. I'll tell you why it's not as important as you think it is, but it's quite important. More sports and sports-adjacent talk on Two Men On. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Talk a little NBA draft this segment with friend in real life, OG friend of the show, star of TV and radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, guest hosting today. Honor to have him. Fred's not here! (laughs) And of course, (laughs) behind the glass, super producer Mike Vital, who has a passion for the NBA draft that's just unmatched by basically anyone on earth that I've ever heard of, and I'm making all this up on the spot. Was my friends not here better the second time? Uh, you're killing it, by the way. I think I'm yeah. two, they're, they're, getting, two. It's, they're getting progressively better. <laughs> the NBA draft is tomorrow, mm-hmm. and if there's not a LeBron James in the draft, it doesn't matter. I know. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Every year there's going to be that guy. We might have the next KD, though. I don't know. 
Uh, I'm excited about this one. Which player would that be? Chet Holmgren. You think Chet Holmgren? He's uh, got the the build of a KD. He's got the skill set of a KD. Um, but will he pan out? <laughs> that's the multi million dollar question. And that and that's NBA what execs have. And that's what people don't get about the NBA draft. Like the NFL draft is the most practical draft. Okay. You're you're gonna get contributors no matter what in the first couple rounds it doesn't matter if they're not all pro it doesn't matter if they're not uh pro bowlers even if it's like a special teams player yeah these guys okay. are going to contribute to your team no matter what if you draft them early nba major league baseball it's a crapshoot yeah there's no guarantee one of no any of your picks is going to at out. all there is a historical litany of evidence of bust after bust after bust. You don't know what it's going to translate into when they have to play with men. You're still playing with boys when you're in college. It doesn't matter how dominant you are. And and, and now in the one-and-done era that we're still living in, a lot of these draft picks are boys. Yes. You know, none of them them are old enough, have been playing college basketball long enough to be considered – Young men, they're they're still boys. They're they're young. They're inexperienced. They're immature. So that's such a big factor with all these one and dones in particular. Can they handle everything that comes with the transition to the NBA? Okay, we have okay. The, of the top five projected picks, Jabari Smith, Auburn, Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga, Paolo Banchero, Duke, Jaden Ivey. Nice, by the way. Yeah, the top three, I, I think the top three are all going to be good NBA players. Jaden Ivey, Purdue. Keegan Murray, uh, Iowa. Maybe the next group you can add uh, ben- Benedict Maturin or a couple other guys. But I think that's easily the top five right there. My personal favorite The player. oldest one is 19. That's not. Is there, they're all 18 or 19 years old. That's insane. But that's what the way it's been for you a long have time. It's been that way no, a long time. You have no idea who these people are going to be. There's only one LeBron James. There's only one Kevin Durant. A generation. I, you, you, the number people celebrate. Like have parties, sports fans, for the number one pick. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You don't know what these guys are going to be. Like, there's only okay. How many? Think about it. Number one picks. Okay. How long have you been a sports fan since you could remember? Right. Yeah, eight nine years old. What is that? What is that for you? What's the the oldest number one pick you could remember? Okay. Well, like that I remember watching a draft. Right. Correct. I'll go, like, maybe Tim Duncan. Okay, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one. I'm going to start right before that, and I'm going to go Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. So I remember Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma from UNLV, next year was Shaquille O'Neal. And I, like, had this in my head that, like, oh, my God, every first-round pick for the history of the world is going to be amazing. Larry Johnson was an above-average basketball player. We all know who Shaquille O'Neal is. Uh, a few years ago, before I was like really a, a, a sports fan, I was too young to realize, but David Robinson, right? David Robinson's that guy. We go back a little further. The Admiral. Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Elijah, one, Ralph Samson, James Worthy. 
uh, skip to Magic Johnson. That was a good run of number one picks okay. who were just game changers. So let's start with your guy, Tim Duncan. We'll scratch out Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Since, since Tim Duncan, how many world champions do you think have been drafted number one? Okay, well, I'm looking here. I mean, LeBron James, since, since Tim Duncan, you've got LeBron James. I mean, Dwight Howard counts because he, he won a title with the Lakers in 2020, but up to then he wasn't. And then, nope, nope, nope. Kyrie Irving won one with the Cavs. Anthony Davis won one with the Lakers. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Just won one with the Lakers, but not with sloppy. the team that drafted him. Yeah, sloppy seconds with the Warriors there. Technically sloppy thirds yeah. because he was drafted by the Cavs. Right. And then immediately traded yeah. to the Timberwolves and now with the Warriors. Carl Anthony Towns, no. Ben Simmons, heck no. Markel Fultz, no, no. DeAndre Aiden got to the finals last year. So he could be knocking on the door if if the Suns keep that core. And then the, the other three are, are still in their rookie contracts trying to get their franchises out of the gutter with yep. Zion Williamson, Anthony Edwards, and Cade Cunningham. Now, Timberwolves and, and Pelicans are now playoff teams, so they've at least gone up a, a notch, even though not, Zion's been hurt. But, uh, yeah, as far as number one picks eventually becoming world champs, it's not a guarantee whatsoever. I count seven in the last 30 years. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's less than a third. Less than a third. So, <laughs> and, and some of them weren't with that team. Yeah. Probably, two, with the team. probably two or three of those seven yeah. Wiggins. ended up winning titles w- with the other team. Dwight Howard. Wiggins, Wiggins different being, team. Yes. Anthony Davis, other different team. team. Yep. Kyrie Irvin. Uh, Did win one with the Cavs. Yeah, one with yeah. the Cavs. So Kyrie and LeBron. And LeBron left and came back. Tim Duncan, we know about his career. Great dude, great champion. Poor Allen Iverson. Right? Poor Allen Iverson. Got to the finals once? Yep. Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal, legend. Then we got to mm-hmm. go David Robinson. Okay. I, I bet that percentage that you Hakeem, went through, I bet it's Hakeem Elijah since the beginning of the draft, I bet it's less than 30%. It's probably less than 20% right. of the number one picks ended up winning a championship, whether it was with the team that drafted them or a team they were traded to or oh, signed if we, with. If we go all the way in the 70s, we got Magic Johnson, Disco. Bill Walton, and Kareem. Mm-hmm. Okay, three in the 70s. And Bill Walton won it with another team, or yep. did he win one with the, that team? Was it the Portland that drafted him? Who drafted Portland. him? Portland. Yeah, he got one with Portland and... Okay. Um, and then the Celtics. Celtics, yeah. Uh, Throw it down. Yeah, it's, it's not what you think Van, it is. Van Nunley. Throw it down. It's not, it's, it's not what you think it is. Number one overall pick. High lottery pick. Again, like I say it before, I'll say it again. There's only so many LeBron Jameses. There's only so many Kevin Durant's who wasn't even a number one pick. Number two, he should have been a number one pick, but that's just a bad organization for you. Let me show you something else. Okay. You got this number one overall selections pulled up or the draft pulled I up? Do. I do. You're going to see a theme of teams popping up over and over again. <laughs> same teams. The same <laughs> five to ten teams are going to be uh, the first pick because good organizations don't get the first pick no. because they're competitive and well ran over and over and over again. Right. Now, the la- okay, this is a great point because the last team, the most recent team to win a championship that had a number one pick on this first little uh, litter of number one picks I'm looking at. I mean, I'm looking at Tim Duncan, 
with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. The Warriors had the number one pick in 1995 mm-hmm. and hadn't had the number one pick. Now, they could have had the number one pick for the next 10 years because they weren't very good. Right. They just weren't winning the lottery. But that's a really good point, though. Very few teams have been able to capitalize on that first pick and then never be in that co- lottery conversation again. So let's, now let's takes us to this year's draft class. Again, these are 18- and 19-year-olds. Who all, knows? All the top draft p- prospects that are on everyone's mock draft boards. You think Jabari Smith is LeBron James? You think Chet Holmgren is LeBron James? Paolo Banchero? These guys might be really good NBA players. These guys might make an all-NBA team. They might be all-stars. But you know going into it that these aren't Magic Johnsons. These aren't LeBron James. These aren't Kevin Durant's. You just you see it right here, right now. In my opinion, Chet Holmgren's the only one that has this it factor, this like aura about him that I feel like has superstar potential. Jabari Smith... Paolo Banchero, I feel like could be solid number two or threes. I feel like they easily could be those two. But to say someone has that it factor, it takes a lot for me to say it. I really do feel that way about Holmgren. He's just a unicorn, freak of nature. He's got that that sort of ceiling for me. And there's and, another reason the media loves him and writes all these glowing articles about him. He's white. <laughs> Says the white guy. It says the white guy. Of course he's going to get positive press and positive media. He's the only well, white a, guy. A, he's only, a, a, only white first-round draft pick. Seven-foot white guy, mind you. So there's that. Uh, but I wanted to also say my personal uh, favorite, I think this guy's got uh, massive potential if he lands in the right situation, is, is Ben Matherin from Arizona. He had yeah. a great NCAA tournament. Um, he had a great season, uh, just out of his sophomore season going pro. Love his game. But, man, everything's about fit. They got to okay. go you, on the right team in the right me, situation. Let me stop you right there, and let's talk about that more when we get back, more NBA talk when we get back. I will shelve Rob Gonkowski talk because you made a really good point, and I want to talk more about that. More NBA talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Shout out to our friends, New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We start our mornings with New Mexico Pinon Coffee. I cannot start my day without New Mexico Pinon Coffee. It is so delicious and nutritious, I just can't quit it. We love everything that they do in the community. Anything that helps Albuquerque, they are ready to jump on it and take ownership. And we are so proud to be working with them. Check out New Mexico Pinon Coffee if you are not a junkie already as I am. From the text line, we were talking about Katie Ledecky, and I was singing Katie Ledecky's praises that she might be the best athlete alive right now especially when you compare her to her peers. Then from the texter, who will remain number and nameless, tell me Katie Ledecky is better than my girl Leah Thompson. 
And you make a really good case for Leah Thompson. Actress from such 80s greats, Back to the Future, Red Dawn, Howard the Duck, of course, his subsequent Back to the Futures, Dennis the Menace, The Little Rascals, Stealing Christmas. Oh my gosh. What a prolific and epic career for Leah Thompson. Of course, the texture was not talking about that Leah Thompson, but of course, the transgendered swimmer, Leah Thompson. But we don't do that here on this program. Ray, we, uh, you made a really good point right before the break that it matters who drafts you. It matters the role, and it matters the organization. Uh, for example, I think case in point, the most recent and best case you can make is Andrew Wiggins. Kansas five-star blue chip, can't miss prospect, overall number one, no competition on the number one draft pick, goes to the LeBronless Cleveland Cavaliers. Who then trade him right away. Yeah, Traded him right away. For uh, Kevin Love. Correct, for Kevin Love. Goes to Minnesota, and we know that organization, how that's ran. If you don't know how they're ran, they've been the number one overall pick twice since then. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, who might be a budgeting superstar. Cavs, Andrew Wiggins, fail. Minnesota, Andrew Wiggins, fail. Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, NBA championships. So the big difference between how the Timberwolves fit with him and the Warriors fit with him, the Timberwolves wanted him to be their number one. Right. They were at least one or two, one A, one B with Carl Anthony Towns. And it didn't work out. He goes to the Warriors, and at times they wanted him to be their number three when Clay Thompson was still recovering. And then when Clay Thompson came back, they wanted him to either be three or four, sometimes two, if Draymond Green sure. and uh, Clay Thompson are sitting on the bench and right. he's playing with Steph Curry. He's never been a number one um, his entire career. He's ha- He's been on bad teams yeah. where he's been able to pad stats and, and have great games and, and been an all-star been in consideration for the all-star game and whatnot. But... Yeah, that's a perfect case. Is this is this a good player? Easily a good player. Is he a great player, franchise caliber player? No. No. And and I don't see that from any athlete in this NBA draft. I don't see anybody. I know you got a big raging heart boner for Chet Holmgren and I could see him being a really good NBA player, but I don't see anybody in this draft that's a game changer. That's like, put him on the court, we're going to the playoffs. These these guys look like, from the top of the draft to the bottom of the draft, these look like pieces. Some are made stronger, some are more sure things, but they all look like pieces of a team, not all-stars. And to it's, me, it's kind of harder to pick who's going to be the, the top three. You got Jabari Smith, you got the home and you got the other guys there. I think it's harder to pick this one more than it has been in the past. And that's because we're only seeing these guys for one. Right. Good point. Maybe two years max. And in the past, we would see, 
I mean, gosh, we've been in the one-and-done era for quite some time now, going on 15, almost 20 years. In years past, before all this started, you got to see players for three or four years, and you get a better idea, and they mature a lot more heading into the draft. It is, it is such a crapshoot now with these one-and-done players because we only get to see them for a year or two tops. And sometimes we have these one-and-done guys that get hurt and are, and are still projected to be high draft picks. We only get to see them for like half a year. So, yeah, it is getting harder and harder on NBA executives to get it right because you just don't get to see these guys a whole lot. I mean, we're looking at the number one pick list from years past, and Cunningham, I think, is the only one that wasn't there for one year. Anthony Edwards was one and done. Zion Williamson, DeAndre Ayton, Markel Fultz was a one and done. Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, it's hard to go further and further down this list and not see a one and done. I think Blake Griffin might have been the only one. No, I think he was one and done, too. It's hard to remember that far back. We're getting old. Anyway, it's harder and harder to get that number one pick right because so many of them are one and dones. And... I think the, like the best player in the draft, like going into the future, might be some guy from overseas, or some guy Luka. from the uh, the G League Ignite, the Ignite right. League. Somebody that we don't know of, somebody from late first, second round, instead of these air quotes sure things at the top of the first round. You don't know. It's not like you got a four year guy who dominated college for four years. You got a good body of evidence. You saw him progress. You saw them get better. It's just like it's just so rare. Here's an 18 year old kid who played other 18 year old kids for a year. Right. Good luck. Yeah, and in this top 10 of so many of these mock drafts, we're seeing of all these one and done guys, only a few went far in the NCAA tournament. That's where like the microscope really, you know, sharpens for for these one and done players. Chet Holmgren, I think, what made the second round. They got knocked out. Did they make the 316? They got knocked out early. Uh, Jabari Smith, same thing. Didn't get to the Final Four. Banchero did with Duke. Ivy with Purdue did not go far. Arizona, Arizona's Matherin went to the Sweet 16, I think. Yeah, so like, and then you, and then again, you only have one, two season stops to scout these guys and, and, uh, they're just they're just so young, and everyone wants to see greatness right away. Sure. Did that happen with all the, the great players we have now? Steph Curry, that didn't happen overnight. LeBron James basically did overnight. He's the last but one. He's, but he's really the last one. Uh, Giannis wasn't overnight. It took some time. Who are the other great players? KD was on really bad teams early on, but you, you saw potential of greatness very early on. Yeah, you knew KD early. You knew... You knew he was the rookie of the year right away, his uh, rookie year with the Sonics. Vital, uh, mailman, want to talk NBA? Mailman. Uh, Mailman, let's grab you. Let's go to the break right now. Hang with us. We'll grab you after the break. Mailman's thoughts on the NBA draft when we get back. More two men on on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Burke. Listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Esports Animal. Your home for sports-adjacent content and Albuquerque's premier sports influencers. You want to say it again? 
not here. Because I know we got the mailman on deck, and he about to say the same thing. What's happening, mailman? Fred's not here. <laughs> What's happening, First my guy? All, What's on your mind? I feel I feel honored to speak to the great, great, great Brandon Ortega. As one dude, should, dude. Right back at you, me. dude. Right back at you, buddy. Dude, if you could see me, I'm on my knees right now, bowing down. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> Man, Man and Fred don't get that. You're Man my, and Fred don't get that. You're my favorite caller in all of Albuquerque. I need you to dude, know that. Dude, I just want to say congratulations. But I was I was thinking today when I was listening to sports, you know, out here on the road. They said that the Oklahoma City Thunder has four picks. Okay. Yeah, two in the top twelve. Yeah, Oklahoma City should go and get um, Chet Holmgren. Dude, is that your guy? I I I think Chet Holmgren is way too skinny. He is. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to take that kind of pounding. And I'm thinking it's going to take him three to five years. They're going to have to put him on a weight program. He may even wind up spending some time in the D League to to get some weight on him and to to bulk him up to take the pounding. And I think Bancaro is the way that OKC should go. Get somebody who you know is going to be a force right away. Bancaro, they said they got four kicks. So if they need a center-type player, then you let Banks, uh, then you go and let um, Holmgren be your your second or third pick if you can afford it. But you have got to get somebody that's going to be worth it. And I think that they won't have seen a player like Van Carroll since Sean Kemp. And I think he could be an organizational game changer at. Two fifty. I mean, he's got a man body already at age nineteen. Well, well that's what I'm just saying. That I think that would be the better way to go. A mailman, I know what I look like when I was nineteen, and if you stretched out my five eleven body to seven foot tall, I would also look a lot like Chet Holmgren. So he's all these guys got to grow. These are all children. Well, except for, no, he's saying, but Benchero's the one that's got like the NBA body right now. Yeah, that's sure, what he's saying. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. and I agree with you, man. He's he's an NBA ready player. It's why he's going pro ready. It's why he's going to be a lottery pick. But yeah, I mean, you look at the top three teams. So we what we got the Magic yeah. are number one, right? And what's what's their need? So many teams are going for what they need, and. I think the consistent thing when you talk about the Rockets, Thunder, and Magic, they need a at least wing or or post presence or, or just a, they need a big that can impact the game in whatever way, whether they're a stretch big or, or a big down low. So I guess the good news is if you're a Rockets, Thunder, or Magic fan, you're gonna get what you're gonna get a player like that, whether it's Smith, Holmgren, or Banchero. But no, I, I got nothing. Uh, but love for everything you're saying about Benchero, mailman. I just happen to think Holmgren's the guy that's got the, the biggest it factor because I think Benchero's got some it factor in him. I just think Holmgren's got the bigger. 
I think uh, also, let me run this by you real quick, and Hit then me. I'll get off because I know you got to get to work. Uh, what about um, they were also saying, because it came down late yesterday, Kyrie and Simmons to L.A. for Anthony Davis and Westbrook. And picks Do and money. Do you think it's possible? I don't think so. I, I don't think they're letting Anthony Davis go just like that, especially not for the two big, biggest head cases in the NBA. So, wait, wait, did you, did you, wait, did you, did you say – Anthony Davis, he don't show up in shape. I guarantee you LeBron and him going to be brawling in the back. It may not come out, but I guarantee you him and LeBron will be brawling in the back if you come in – out of shape again. I wouldn't mind. Look, look how long it's been since you played. I wouldn't Forever. mind that. <laughs> Not, dude, I wouldn't mind that because Kobe and Shaq were brawling and they won championships while they were doing it. So, well, yeah, I, and that, I think and that, that could was work. Kobe's main thing was he was he was pissed off that Shaq used to come in. This, it would take Shaq about two, three weeks to get in game shape. Yep. He wouldn't come in early. He wouldn't come in late. He would, he would come in, just do whatever. And Kobe like, look, dude, this is three weeks that I'm killing myself that if you came in, we would we would either do better or at least be way ahead of the game if you just came in in shape. That's why they were brawling, and I think that's what LeBron needs to do. Now, Davis and LeBron's uh, um, management team supposedly work together. So yeah. why ain't LeBron like, look, dude, you got to get this dude in the gym. Clutch sports. You better be in shape. I'm not killing myself like I did last year. I'm whooping his behind if he come in all whacked out. It's going to be me and him in the back room somewhere. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if Anthony Davis is in shape at all anyways. And thanks thanks for the call, Mailman. Really appreciate you. Love thanks you, Mailman. For, thanks for being an OG friend of the show. Um, it doesn't matter if Anthony Davis comes in in shape or not. Because that roster, as it is right now, with LeBron and Russell Westbrook, man, Russell Westbrook hasn't been traded yet. Because it's what is it really? Eighty-five percent of Russell Westbrook. What is it? Eighty-five, ninety percent of Anthony Davis, and then what? Ninety-five percent of LeBron James. None of these guys are who they are. LeBron is still LeBron. But Anthony Davis isn't the player he used to be. I mean, Russell Wells, da- Westbrook isn't the player he used to be, and, and they don't have the support group. Yeah, so. Anthony Davis was declining because he was never healthy, and then and then he was just out because his injuries were so severe. So I haven't lost faith in Anthony Davis as a superstar because when healthy, he's a beast. So that's a big factor. But what was what was the uh, he was talking about the trade so in, he said in, my, in my book Kyrie and Simmons right for Davis and Westbrook right I don't but think... the Lakers would have to ship picks with it right. and money with it yeah and and I don't see Anthony Davis being traded for anything less than a tier one superstar who has no locker room issues right and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons don't fall into that category for me Irving's a superstar talent on the court, but he's a locker room issue. So I don't think that trade would go down. I'd be the most surprised person in the world if it did. So, so Kyrie recently, and we were going to do, we were going to do a whole segment on this, but let's just tackle this in our last two minutes here. Um, Kyrie has come out and said that he was immature when he played with LeBron, and he didn't understand his role, and he was apologetic that he was immature, and it would be different if they ever got to play together again. With that being said. I don't think it's enough 
that apology is enough for the Lakers to go after them. Because you can give – they're not going to trade Davis. He said that before last season, though. Right. They're not going to trade Davis. And look Davis. what happened this past season. They're not going to trade Davis. They would have to punt Westbrook, all of their picks, and money to make that happen. Yeah, it's a complicated situation the Lakers are in right now to get rid of Westbrook. only thing the Lakers can do is hope the Nets don't re-sign Kyrie and can get him on a team-friendly deal but that's the thing. and do it, some salary cap magic. Apparently it's it's less complicated if Irie does, Kyrie does opt in and then it's a sign-and-trade sort of thing. So right. who knows? I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see him in with the Lakers. Brandon Ortega, thank you so much, my dude. Oh, man. That's right. I got to go. Two hours flew right by, didn't they? Uh, report from the pit coming up on KOB. Talking about <laughs> the enchantment and Panamaniacs. Okay, let's, let's, give the, let's give the friends of the show a preview and then, then run out of here when we get back. One more hour of two men on. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two hours in the books. Duke City, one to go. Was honored to have friend in real life, OG friend of the show. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega with us for the first two hours. That flew by, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. You didn't even notice. You didn't even notice we're up against our second hour. You have to go right now you have to go five minutes ago so preview what you got coming up on your show this week and where people can contact you yeah so tonight we'll be reporting at the pit talking the enchantment the lobo alumni basketball team that will be the host of the new mexico regional of the basketball tournament the million dollar winner take all tournament coming up this summer Uh, that starts july 18th they're going to be playing new mexico state in the um in the first round, the alumni of the Aggies, the Panamaniacs, is their yeah. team name. So that's going to be awesome. <laughs> Talking about that, we'll talk New Mexico United. They have a match on Saturday. Alex Bregman homered for your mm-hmm. Astros. So you could catch that on KOB tonight. And, uh, yeah, got a lot of more fun stuff coming up this week on KOB. Well, really appreciate the time, Brandon. Thank you so much. As always, we will talk to you soon. You're the most talented dude in the biz. Thanks for coming on. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. See you, Brandon. Thanks, Mike. Love you, dude. So I want to talk a little more about this potential Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons drama. If I was a reasonable general manager and understood what it's like to deal with these personalities, there's no way. There's no way I would allow this to happen. I don't want Kyrie on my team. I don't want Ben Simmons on my team. And coming into this, I probably wouldn't even want Anthony Davis on my team. Not because he's crazy, because he's a prima donna. He's got control issues. He's injured. Injured. uh, Forced his way out of New Orleans. I mean, Davis and Zion together, you get a couple pieces around that. That's a good team. He still didn't want that. So he has problems of his own. But as far as talent goes, of course I want Kyrie. Of course I want Ben Simmons. Kyrie running point. LeBron James at a forward hybrid position. Ben Simmons at a shooting guard forward hybrid position. You have a couple defend you got a you got a down low defender. You got a wing defender. That's a playoff team right there, just by acquiring those two people. That's on the court talent.
but they are both insane people. Kyrie Irvin, and I will beat this into the ground, believes the earth is flat. And look, I love conspiracy theories as much as the next guy. They're somewhat of a hobby of mine. But I don't believe them. I don't go altering my perception of reality because of some insane story I found on Facebook or Reddit or 4chan or one of my weirder friends in real life. For you to think that the earth is flat despite other human beings going to space and taking pictures that makes you a legit crazy person again i will say i love conspiracy theories they are fun they are interesting the best ones always have a tad bit of truth in them there's a big difference in between a conspiracy and a conspiracy theory it's not what i'm saying but you don't want kyrie irving on your basketball team he is an insane person he is a distraction. He thinks there's nanobots and vaccines that won't let you get boners. He is an insane person. He thinks vaccines were exactly designed to keep down the black people of America. And I get it. Haven't been treated great historically. Tuskegee experiment, long list of atrocities. I get your apprehension to being in a position of authority. I get your apprehension against science. It has not gone your way historically. But to believe that the earth is flat, despite people going to space and taking pictures, despite every other body in the solar system, in the universe being round, Every other planet, every star, any celestial body is round. Every single one. You still believe the earth is flat? I don't want that guy on my team. I don't care how good he is at basketball. Miss me with that. I don't want him in my locker room. I don't care how good he is at basketball. Loyal listener, you know how seriously we take mental health on this show. Talk about it all the time. Have experts on. Anything in the news that's mental health related or mental health adjacent, we talk about. We highlight. We think it's very important. When Ben Simmons started having mental health issues, we were a hero for Ben Simmons. We were an advocate for Ben Simmons. We supported him. But when reports came out that he was using it as leverage for a trade, we lambasted him as he deserved it. And I don't know the real true story, what's going on in Ben Simmons' head, but obviously there's a sliding scale. Obviously there's a gray area. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle, maybe closer to one end or the other. But he's not as mentally ill as he portrays. I'm not saying he's not mentally ill. I'm not saying he's using this to gain favor. But he is mentally ill enough to distract from the product on the court. He's mentally ill enough to be a cancer in the locker room. 
and you want him to have the space to take care of himself, but you don't want that on your basketball team if you have a choice. So all the trade speculation about Kyrie and Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, why would any team take that on? Why would any team in their right mind take that on? It's a liability. It's a liability to your product. Why do you want a guy like Kyrie who's just not going to show up and play one day? He's just like, I'm going to take two weeks off for my sister's birthday. Or I have to go to uh, a march or something, which is commendable, good for him. That's the one game that he missed that I agree with. He believes the earth is flat. Believes there's robots inside vaccines that won't let him get boners anymore. Which is the, uh, the plot to the Chris Rock classic Pootie Tang. If you're not familiar with Pootie Tang, written by Chris Rock and Louis C.K., it's Pootie Tang. Also, kind of the plot of the uh, spoof, black exploitation spoof, Black Dynamite. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. It's hilarious. You don't want these guys in your locker room. So no, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons will not be traded for Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. No matter how much money, no matter how many draft picks you throw in, it's not going to happen because no one in their right mind will take on both. I'm not saying some team won't take on Kyrie Irving. Some team won't take a chance on Ben Simmons. But the Nets are already all in. The Nets are already all the way invested in this threesome, they thought it was going to be KD, Irving, and Harden. On paper, those are some stone-cold killers. That threesome will get you deep into the playoffs every year if they're healthy. Harden didn't work out because Kevin Durant wouldn't take a stand against Kyrie and his vaccine. Why would you want that headache? Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. If they're on the court, they're good enough to get into the playoffs. All right? But there's just as good of players that aren't insane people, that aren't a liability to your, to your team, to the product on the court, to your locker room, to your fandom. They're driving people away, and there's no way a GM in his right mind will take on both. There are... I would say 20, maybe up to 25 GMs that will take on one of them. I'll take a chance on half of that nightmare. And honestly, if my team was in the dumps, if my team was in the doldrums, if I knew there was no other way to be competitive than taking on one of those two insane people, I might be able to be convinced by a restless owner that we need to pick these one of these guys up. But you never know. I don't know if uh, you out there, loyal listeners, friend of the show, I don't know if you guys uh, read the papers. I don't know if you guys go on Facebook. I don't know if you check out the news. But there's a lot of stupid people in the world. And you're going to hear a lot more from the stupid people because they now have a microphone. The dumb people have a megaphone now. So if you're online, no matter what online platform you're on, whether it's a comment section from the Albuquerque Journal 
or if you're on Facebook and you're commenting on some flat earth conspiracy on the fans of Kyrie Irving's page, the dumbest people are often the loudest. And unfortunately, that translates all the way to the top of the pyramid for NBA general manager. Somebody will take a chance on these crazy people. I already miss Rob Gronkowski. More of that when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Fred Slow is out on assignment. So privileged and honored to be joined by KOB TV's Brandon Ortega for the first two hours of the program. But now I'm all alone. Just me and Mikey. Oh, but two is better than one. All right, let's go to break. Don't want to (laughs) be. Fred Slow will be back on Friday. Tomorrow, it's a Van and Friends show, so we have a different guest every segment. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We start our days at the YMCA, and you should, too. The gym facilities are nicer than what you'd expect for a YMCA. It is a Class A athletic facility. My home... Gym is the Horn Branch on Indian School, and it's all the gym that I need plus more. Got boxing, got some athletic training, got just about everything you want out of a gym. Plus, what they do for community is absolutely commendable with the child care and the public assistance and support. We're so proud to be partnered and sponsored with the YMCA. Please give them your support and patronage. I honestly thought Rob Gronkowski would play until Tom Brady retired. Thought they were going to go out together, right? Can you imagine like that Hall of, Fa- Hall of Fame speech if they retire the same year? Because Rob Gronkowski is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Tom Brady, we don't even need to talk about. I don't know how you have him ranked, but I got Gronk. Somewhere in between the second to fourth best tight end of all time, depending on criteria. 92 career touchdowns. Third all time with tight ends. Rob Gronkowski had a touchdown in less than every six quarters. A game and a half couldn't go by before your tight end scored again. That's a cheat code. That's a tight end. That's insane. Who was the last great player that uh, Brady had on offense for when he was at New England? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Gronkowski was the last talented player he had on offense. Randy Moss was a rental. Yeah. Right? He made Wes Welker. He made Julian Edelman. He didn't have anybody. His whole career, except for Gronkowski. Gronk was the only one. And Gronk was like the only like dominant pro bowler game changer that Brady ever had. Everything else that Brady ever did was, was game plan, was 
Brady being more talented and smarter and more prepared than the other guy. He never had the best lineup. He often had the best game plan. He often had the best coaches. He often had the best the the best mental outlook for what was about to happen. But like I'm I'm legit bummed out because he's fun to watch. And he's fun to see on the sideline. And he's fun to see after the game. It's fun to see his antics. A lot of people think that that's, you know, hey, there's something with this guy. He doesn't take it serious because sometimes he plays so loose that that's what it seems like. But when you think about it, and he talked about it last year, about when he retired, when he retired number one, this is his second retirement, Gronk. <sighs> but when he talked about what the work that he had in, that he had put – he put into every off season. It was like this guy is not stupid. He knows what he's doing, and he's got a plan, and he he did it right. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. But I honestly, there's a piece of me that doesn't think he's leaving. You think he'll come back? Yeah. When the when I think the he's Bucks... gonna do. He's pull. He's gonna pull a Jordan Belfort from the Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. He's going to come back week eight, week nine. Tom Brady is going to be like, hey, dude, look. Michael Evans didn't come back from his injury that well. We ain't going to have no Antonio Brown back. Chris Godwin, we know all about him. I need you, buddy. Get back here, brother. Just name. Name a party boat, and I will buy you the party boat. This is Tom Brady speaking, not me. I can't afford a party boat. Gronk, brother, I need you. We got to get another one. We got to throw this ring on. You want another ring, Gronk? Your name's Gronk. All you know is football. Gronk smash. So he, I, I bet Gronk comes, I don't know, week eight, week nine, week ten unretires, takes it easy on his body, comes back, dominates again. Is that Pro Bowl piece that Tom Brady needs to get him one more championship, get another ring, and then ride off into the sunset together. Or, hear me out, be the next big WWE superstar. Because that's what Gronk's destined for, right? He's a big enough superstar. He's a big enough personality. He's a big enough name. He's either going to be in like B action movies or he's going to be in the WWE. He's not just going to retire and go fishing. He's like too big of a name. He's too big of a personality. He might have, you might see him like a reality show on Netflix, like America's next great party boat captain or something. I don't know. He's going to do something, have his own line of, Energy, energy drinks with alcohol. I don't know. He's going to take over the... He's going to be the spokesperson for Bang With Booze or whatever it is or a Gronk, Gronk Grape Juice or something. It's a, it's, like a red, it's, a, it's a grape Red Bull with three shots of vodka. I can see this happening. Uh, give me... I'll take... I'll take the line. If I could do a parlay... I will parlay WWE and B-movie star over returning to the NFL. If he's not in the WWE or in a movie by week eight, 
he's coming back to play with Brady. Book it. Hey, cut that part out, Vital. I want to prove it later. If Gronk is not in the WWE, if Gronk is not in a movie, if Gronk is not out endorsing his new line of alcohol-aided energy drinks, he's going to be back playing with Tom Brady. What, do you, what, what are odds on that, Vital? What do you think? I saw an interview he did with NFL Network last week, and he seemed like he was at peace, and he was joking around about it. Someone had asked him, is like, are you getting ready for the season? He goes, eh, not really. I really like doing nothing right now. So I thought that was kind of a key as to what he was going to do, but I don't see him coming back in week eight. I don't. That's crazy talk. Earlier in the year, he's at a barber shop and said he was just going to do this to toy with Tom Brady. This all might be a work. This all might be a joke on our behalf. He might be planning on playing on week one. Maybe he just wants to skip the preseason and make it look like it. I don't know. But I already miss Gronk. And what I want to do when we get back is I want to hear Vital's all-time tight end rankings. I want to see where he has Gronk ranked because I have him right behind number one. More Gronk talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D. Sports animal. Is it really already 6.30? Sure is. Still My light goodness. out, too. It's second day of summer. Summer solstice. Day after summer solstice. Isn't that right? Yes. Is that right? I think. <laughs> sure. We'll just say yes. 505-246-0610. Is it the summer solstice? The day after the summer solstice? The, the day after. Is yesterday it? was the longest day yeah. on the, in the is year. It? Uh-huh. Solstice. <laughs> We're in the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. For all your real estate needs, make sure you check out John Lopez. He's the best in the business. So honored to have him as part of the team. Whether we're here, the fifth floor downtown, Bank of the West Building, or if we're out in the community doing a live remote, John Lopez Real Estate has our back, and he's got your back, Albuquerque. All right, Gronk retired. I think it's a work. I think he's fooling us. I think he's going to play another season with Tom Brady. So I think he will be back this season. Logically, I think he's just taking a break. He's going to pull the Roger Clemens. He's going to come back halfway through the season, only play when he wants to, and turn it up to 11 like only Rob Gronkowski can do in the playoffs and help Tom Brady get another ring. But let's say he does retire. Let's say that's it. Where does Rob Gronkowski fit on the all-time tight end list? And Vital, I want to. I got three different criteria. Okay. Let's talk about the first one first. An all-time career. Okay. I'm gonna tell you my rankings. You got yours. What do you want to do? Top five. Top five, top three. Top five is good. I got okay. enough for that. No more than five. We'll do five. Okay, number one, and I think this is undisputed, all-time best tight end, and I think our answer is going to be the same, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, actually, I have my number one, too. Okay. So I think for a whole career, you cannot argue. Tony Gonzalez has all the records, catches, yards, touchdowns, everything, Pro Bowl selections. All pros, everything. 
No one can touch Tony. Played six more years than Gronk. Compiled an insane more amount of numbers. Number one, I got Tony Gonzalez, and I don't think it's an argument. Okay. I, I got to sidestep and back go backwards here. Uh-oh. I'd say that the, one of the people that changed the position and what it was and how it is used now, the tight end position, is Kellen Winslow. You are so right. I, I just think his athleticism was incredible when he played during his time. Friend of the show, Craig Gronk will come out with his own cannabis brand eventually. Um, I think it's more booze for Gronk, so probably like some – CBD or some kind of like hippie infused alcohol or like I said earlier like a energy drink with booze I think is more on brand. Vodka, he loves vodka. Yeah, like a yeah, a vodka seltzer with some caffeine or something maybe. That's more on brand. So, you got Kellen Winslow number 2. Yes. I I don't see a bad argument there. And let me tell you. Cuz I got him number 3. <laughs> Hey, we're pretty close here to this list. What yep. are you doing looking at my list? Well, I mean, we're one off already, <laughs> so it's it's not that close. <laughs> so I got Kellen Winslow three, Tony Gonzalez number one, and number two, I have Antonio Gates. So That was one I considered because both Winslow and Gates are chargers. Yeah. And I think Winslow just and how he transcended that that position. Gates did it for 16 years. He's the second most prolific tight end. Catches, touchdowns, everything. His stats his stats say he's the second best. Um, I really considered putting Kellen Winslow second because he revolutionized the game. I mean, sorry, not the game, the position had more of an impact on the position historically. Uh, so that was a tough one for me. And then coming in fourth, well, I'm sorry, who do you, who do you got third, Vital? Um, Ozzie Newsome. Oh, okay. You're going backwards. I like this a lot. That's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. I got Ozzie sixth. And fourth, I have the man, the legend, Rob Gronkowski. I think Rob Gronkowski, if you take the whole career into account, he's the fourth best tight end of all time. And then fifth, I got Shannon Sharp. And then uh, Ozzy was my honorable mention. Who? Uh, okay, so you got Tony Gonzalez one, Kellen Winslow two, and then you said... Ozzy three or Gates? Three? No, I have Ozzy Newsome number three. Ozzy three. Yes. And who's your four? Um, I would have to say, ooh, this is kind of tough. Dave Casper of the Oakland Raiders. Okay, we're going way back. That wasn't enough of a career there. Either if that or Jay Novacek. I if, thought he was great with the Cowboys, but I, I like Dave Casper. If you're going that far, you can talk Ditka or Witten. Um, John Mackey, who I'm not really familiar with, way pa- way before my time. Uh, honorable mention for me, sixth place or seventh place, whatever, Ozzie Newsome. And then honorable mention on his way up is the man right now, Travis Kelsey. 
if he stays healthy and keeps putting some numbers, he'll be in the top five easy. Okay, Vital. Now here's the next criteria. This isn't the whole career. This is impact on one game. Okay. If you if you had one tight end for one game, who would it be? That is tough. Okay. Um for one game. I'd say for one game, Gronkowski. Same. Because I think he was that. I mean, he had 17 touchdowns this past season. That's still incredible for an older guy. It's insane. Yeah. Nobody the impact. Nobody in the history of his position altered the game, altered the game plan like Gronkowski. That's a great. That's who you had too, right? I had him number oh, one. Okay, wow. So Gronk, if one game, if I, have, I need a tight end for one game. Yeah, I it's like Rob. It's Rob Gronkowski, and I got Rob Gronkowski first, second, and third for the guys I want. We could start talking about fourth and fifth place. He's the most dominant of all time. It's it's insane. So let's let's let's, let's uh, entertain this a little bit more. So for one game, Gronk, we both agree on that one. Who do you got next if you just got a guy for one game? For one game. Yeah. Um Boy, that's hard. It would have to be. I like Tony Gonzalez. I thought he was. That's or, a great answer. And that or Kelsey because yeah. Kelsey is such a game changer. Man, that's tough. If I if I can't draft Gronkowski for one game, I'm taking Mike Ditka. <laughs> I'm taking Ditka, baby. Ditka. I'm taking Ditka every time. If Go I Bears. if if I can't have Gronkowski, I'm taking Ditka because he is just. Dirt in his fingernails, football player. There's a reason he got all those coaching jobs. It's a reason that he got all all those mustache promotional deals and cigar deals. He's a bad dude. And besides that, I'm taking Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah, Gonzalez, man. He just... I mean, the tight end position is... No position in football has changed as much as, to me, the tight end position... It gets more and more athletic with the guy. Who's that guy the first round last year with Atlanta? Oh, who's that guy who was a great impact in his first year? I can't remember. Well, anyhow, Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game is changing. That guy can block. And, and that was what Gronkowski did that a lot of people didn't realize is that he blocked really well. That's true. It is a true statement. When we get back, we're going to do some quick hitters couple subjects me and Vital are going to hit on before we wrap up the program and send it over to the isotopes. Now, we got we got to go national for like 30 minutes, don't we? Yeah, we'll go national for about 40, 45 minutes, and then the isotopes start at 7.45 pregame. First pitch, 8.05, right here. What's the guy coming to next? Zeke? Zeke Gorb? What is it? Zeke? Oh, Zach, Zach Gelb. Yeah, yeah, that he's, guy. He's really good. That guy, sure. Yeah, you'd want to pay attention to what he has to say. He does a good job. All right, now the third criteria. For me to really judge who's the greatest tight end of all time. Who could party? Who's the GOAT tight end partier of all time? And this isn't a discussion. So I'm just going to write Gronk on my sheet of paper over and over and over again. His life off the field is crazy insane. And basically, I'm assuming 95% of 
of the listenership, all the loyal listeners out there, all the friends of the show. He's got to be number one on your list of dudes you want to party with, too. So if we take into account a whole career, okay, and I got him fourth, and if you wanted to argue that he's second, I'd agree with you. If you want to talk about who you want for one game, it's Gronk. If you want to talk about who can party the hardest and show up on Sunday, it's Gronk. So me, with all that criteria together, I'm saying, loyal listener, friend of the show, we just witnessed the greatest tight end in the history of football retire. I said it. I said it out loud. You can take that clip out, send it to my boss, write it down, put it on a T-shirt. I don't care. Rob Gronkowski is the GOAT. Quick hitters when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. We're about to close it out here on Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hell of a program today. Enjoyed every second of it. Except for the first segment where we had tech diffs, but we powered through it, didn't we? That's radio. That's radio. It happens, right? Yeah. Hey, Vitale, that's life. Yeah. That's life, brother. You think you're just going to just fly through life and... Ease and comfort for the rest of your life? No way, yeah. People fan you and feed you grapes your whole life? That's not how it works. It'd be nice, but... Even for a skinny, handsome white guy, that's not how it works. (laughs) Not realistic. Not realistic whatsoever. Thanks for all the texters and callers today. Really appreciate the input. Really appreciate you being a friend of the show. You're always welcome to call or come on the Facebook live chat. Text 505-246-0610. Call in if you're brave enough. I promise, unless you say something really horrible about a protective group of people, uh, I'm going to let you have your moment, and I'm going to comment on it, and I'm not going to be mean. Fred Slow, though, maybe. I saw a crazy story, and we briefly talked about it during the break, so I'm kind of hitting you with it on short notice, but the Phoenix Suns have a total of 14 people employed in basketball operations, okay? That's everybody, every scout, every development coach, every strategist, Everybody involved in the sport of basketball for the Phoenix Suns. I'm not talking about advertising and marketing and promotions and all that stuff. That's different. So basketball operations, the Phoenix Suns have a total of 14 people that work for them. Okay? That's crazy. If you want a comparison, the Los Angeles Clippers have 14 people just in their scouting department. Really? That's not coaching. Wow. It's not coaching. It's not player development. That's not scouting. That's, uh, I mean, that is scouting. That's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, advancement. It's not, it's just 14 people scouting for the Clippers. The Suns have 14 people employed in all of basketball operations. But their owner is a chief's case. So that's... Coaches, trainers. Player development. That's crazy. It's bonkers. And except for their meltdown in the playoffs this year, the Suns have been an up-and-coming franchise for a few years now. If they keep their core, they're going to be competitive for a long time. So if you take the Clippers, for example, they got 14 people just in the scouting. 
and probably in between, they weren't sure, they couldn't find out exactly, but 40 to 50 people working in their basketball operations. And that's just basketball operations. Again, not advertising, not marketing, none of that other peripheral stuff that it takes to run an organization. But it's crazy like how you have the exact same sport, the exact same rules, the exact same dimensions of the court, but the way an organization is ran is so completely different in two organizations that are in the same division. They have equal talent levels, equal budgets, and they're so wildly different. I wonder if it's like that in other sports, because I don't know a comparison. I know you could have wildly different budgets. I know scouting and player development might be better on other teams than not, and you draft poorly, develop poorly. But as far as like the vision of an organization, I don't see anything as different as what the Phoenix Suns are doing to the rest of the league. Have you even heard of this before? Yeah, that's that's shocking. I mean, but for years they were nobodies, you know, kind of like the Sacramento Kings, teams that you don't even pay attention to because they're running a shoestring budget and the commitment to winning isn't there like it would be for like what you said the Clippers do. I mean, you look at the tech giant that uh, the owner of uh, the L.A. Clippers is. I mean, what he's done to turn that team around private jet, and everything just to invest. I mean, look at the guy for the Mavericks. Who's that owner? Oh, he's on Cuban. Cuban. Look what he's done. I mean, he's just raised it to another level, and you have to if you want to be in one of the elite teams. Well, maybe the Phoenix Suns are on to something. Maybe they have some kind of— Maybe cheap is the way to go now. I don't uh, know. And, and, and what there is, I mean, they—here, I'll, I'll quote. The constraints are not financial, and this is a direct quote. We will continue to intentionally build a group that can excel at identifying the modern player as the NBA continues to evolve. So, I mean, it's it's on purpose. Like, this is by design that they have a tiny team of people that give actual input to way the, the way the team is ran. It's kind of like the billy ball person or that, that mindset philosophy. Vital, you beat me to it. Oh, really? I was well, just, didn't I was, mean to do that. No, no, no. no. It's because you're such a great sports same, mind, no, my friend. No, you and I are smart because we're on yeah. the same wavelength. Wicked schmat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Like, the Suns might be on to some kind of money ball situation that the rest of the league doesn't know yet. So if the Suns have some sustained success over the next couple years and they do it their own way, they might be revolutionizing the game right in front of our eyes right now. Usually the last segment of the show is the I-9 varsity, but I left so much on the table today. Like There's tons of, of uh, topics and conversations that we have to wait for until tomorrow that I had to cover a few more things during the program, so going to have another great program tomorrow, chock full Entertaining sports stories, sports-adjacent content, and uh, a lot of fun, a lot of jokes. And tomorrow we're doing a Van and Friends show, so expect a new guest every segment, or just about every segment. We're going to hit different topics every segment. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. You need to check out I-9. Is your kid interested in sports or any kind of sports-adjacent programs? 
Check out League Office 280 by i9. That's i9sports.com. League Office 280. League Office 280 at i9sports.com. Office numbers 505-312-4999. They are super excited to answer any of your questions about supporting your child and their interests. And they don't just do sports. Like I said, you can do sports adjacent things. Maybe it's extreme sports. Maybe it's some kind of art. Maybe it's something that you haven't considered I-9 Sports League office for. Give them a call. Pick their brain a little bit. I'm assuming they could help. They're the absolute best in the business. Now that basketball is over and it's the second day of summer, what do you hang your hat on for what you like to see in terms of sporting events? Oh, my God, dude. Like, dumbest question ever. I'm a baseball dork. Right. I'm up at, I'm up at the lab a few times a week. I'm watching my beloved Astros on TV almost every day. If there's a great pitching matchup, if there's two number one starters going up against each other, I want to see the best play against the best. I watch a lot of baseball at this time of the year. There's no... There's no wait for the all-star break for me. There's no wait till the end of the season of the playoff races have coalesced. I watch a ton of baseball. So weekly, you're you're into the baseball group. Multiple games. Yeah, I attend yeah, wow. I attend multiple isotopes games every week, whether it's for the whole game or a couple innings. And then I'll watch baseball on television and I will study the stats and study the trends. I'm a dork. No, that's pretty cool. I have a fantasy a baseball lot of team. People like that in back east where I'm from. I can do three. Just love to just go in depth into their team. I could do three hours on fantasy baseball every day. Oh. But I will drive away all but like five of my listeners. <laughs> could you imagine three hours of fantasy it's baseball a every too day? too much. After five minutes, you click over. Got a great show for you tomorrow. Had a great show today. Appreciate all of our partners and sponsors in the community. John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy, New Mexico Pinion Coffee, the, of course, I-9, which I just mentioned, the YMCA, our friends at Hollow Spirits. We do all of the uh, Mexico United watch parties at Hollow Spirits and Vital, I just mentioned being up at the lab, and every time I'm up at the lab, I have some Teller Vodka by Safe House Distilling, pre-made spirits. Whether it's a watermelon walk-off or a grapefruit lemonade or a blueberry lemonade, like I always have a Teller pre-made cocktail in my hand when I'm up at the lab. Thanks to the friends of the show. Thanks for the calls and the texts today. Really appreciate you. Tons of more sports-adjacent content. We'll tell you what the heartbeat of the sports world is tomorrow on the program. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.